What's crackling, niggas? It's your boy Fade, and this is Steel Trap Radio. I am here with Reno and I'm Nova J. All right, we got some shit to get to, so we finna get to it. First off, niggas, specifically R. Kelly, dumbass, fam. Let's get into this shit. Okay, first of all. Why are we acting like we haven't known that this has been happening since 1994? For anybody that's been asleep for a hot minute, apparently there is a documentary of sorts that is out. It's a docu-series. uh, Having to do with R. Kelly. On uh, Lifetime. Basically recapping. Yeah, we knew it was coming from Lifetime. It's on Lifetime. But basically recapping every foul fucking thing that he's done to any young black woman uh, that he's come into contact with. Um, so, a lot of people on there, a lot of people talking a lot of shit. But here's the thing, though. Just think back. This shit has been a topic of conversation for how long now? Fact of the matter. About the past, what, 15 years or so? Mm -hmm. They made it a a, a point to make it an entire episode on the boondocks. Episode 2, season 1. This was definitely some pop culture shit. A lot of content was spawned off of this. Um, you do have, and I'm saying, like, Dave there are a Chappelle. number of viewpoints. Yeah, there, uh, there's Dave Chappelle. There are a number of viewpoints on this entire thing. Obviously, what he did was fucked up. Obviously, what he did was, compl- like, I'm saying, was completely criminal. I don't understand uh, how charges haven't been brought against him. Um, but. We're, and I'm saying, like, now we're talking about, and now we're also talking about handling this whole situation in an era where it's it's almost a heightened sense of, uh, you know, of mob mentality and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gang mentality, so to speak, in terms of, you know, directionless outrage. Yeah. You know? Now so now a lot of people are pulling a lot of stuff into the narrative that has absolutely nothing to do with the situation, but which the is question. what I'm concerned about. But here's the question. Are you still going to listen to this music, though? Fun fact. R. Kelly's streams have gone up by 16% since the uh, exactly. first episode of the Lifetime docuseries uh, aired. This yeah, so are y'all really doing as much damage as you think you are? Here's the, here's the point that's coming across. No publicity is bad publicity. As soon as something happens, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for him to go on tour. Seriously, I'm waiting as for the tour to something happens. Because watch, this nigga's still gonna sell out. It, absolutely, this still gonna absolutely. sell out tour dates. And it's gonna be mostly females. How it has been in the it's past. It's gonna be mostly black moms around like forty to forty-five. And I'm sitting here like, you know, he don't want y'all. He wants y'all daughters. Fam, I saw some he shit on Facebook. I saw some shit on Facebook. A shorty from uh, Chicago that lived there her whole life. Uh, said that, you know, her and her sister developed early and all kinds of stuff, got the breast, got the butt, and about 11. And uh, this chick's mom was trying to pressure them to go to R. Kelly's parties whenever he was having them in Chicago. So I'm like, it's crazy. yeah, there's like, there's still some, like, let's not get it fucked up. There's some, there's still some scumbag bitches out here. Oh, hell yeah. You feel me? It's like, crazy. what the fuck? Complete stuff. You basically, yeah, you basically offering up your, you know I'm saying, you offering up your kids to a pedophile. So, I mean, where do you fall with that? That's trafficking. Precisely. It's trafficking. I, that, that's what I'm saying is, 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 is their legal standing for, for charges to be brought against, you know what I'm saying, like no. people that were No. There should be. No. There should there be, should but be, I don't but think no. there is. Yeah. It's all circumstantial. 
And besides that, the, the statute of limitations probably it's passed probably as well. Way yeah. passed because that was early nineties. Yeah, not way early nineties. It's still happening now. It's not even just early nineties. Like not even just the Aaliyah. Yeah, part. but it's not going. To, but it's, it's, it's not been going off forever. As, as serious as it was back then, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's people who still love. And the Kelly, only reason not. it's not popping off like that anymore is honestly, I think it's because. Every cell phone has a camera now. Yeah, but you know what? Here's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see how much backlash the people that were involved in this are going to catch. Because please believe, folk like Missy Elliott, uh, Dame Dash, Jay Z. Uh, no, you know, there are a lot of names. Diddy? Diddy. There are a lot of names in this that were. You know what I'm saying that were attached to both of them at this time. Mm-hmm. Um. You know the, the the question. You know the question of what the extent of their involvement in this situation was. Still, you know, is still standing up the question. You know, so there's a lot of shit. You know, there's a lot of shit that has to be unpacked for this. It really is, and like it even starts to stem in the question. Like we all know, and it even sort of is like almost an unspoken thing that. 90% of the time when black kids are molesting and things in their homes, that it's swept under the rug. It's not even just like... And it's, by somebody, and I'm, it's predominantly by somebody they know. Yeah, and I can't speak for every child. I can only speak for you know, speak speak from experience and what I know. I can personally attest to at least 20 to 25 men that I know personally who have told me personally that they lost their virginity to either one of their mom's friends or a babysitter or someone that is absolutely older than them. So it's not just the girls out here that's getting touched on. It's the boys that are being sexually abused too, but the difference is the boys see it as a badge of honor and the girls are shamed for their sexuality and the boys are praised for it. And it it doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay, but it means that it's not... It's not being addressed. It's not that it's a badge of honor for guys. What guy is going to sit here and say, I got raped? Fact. Nobody, you know because why almost, no guy is going to say, oh, I got It's a question of masculinity. Exactly. It's almost emasculating to a sense. That's why no guy is going to sit here and say, I got raped. But then it's again, that's problem. also Think but then that's also because of the culture. That's also because of the, much the, so. the progression Very of the culture. So. And boys are encouraged to seek their seek out their sexuality. Boys are almost expected to go out and have lots of sex. Meanwhile, the second a girl even starts to develop physically and isn't isn't even thinking about sex, is oh she's going to be fast. Oh, you need to watch her. Girls are immediately shamed for sexuality. That that is true. Girls are sense, immediately shamed. Even, How many dudes you know have like, already said, I got my gun set up for when my daughter starts dating? Two hands are raised in this room. There are two men in this room. Fact of the matter. But nobody's worried about their sons going no, out here. No, that's that's not true. That you is don't not see, true. You don't see that it the same, is all I'm saying. I, no, Accountability no, isn't on so Because on. if my son if my son comes back and says the same thing, it'll be the same thing. That's that's just me personally though. Right. That everyone thinks like that. That's the part that sucks. Everyone wants to say one way, one one thing, one way, and it's never double sided. Yeah, and like our boys are getting, our boys are being assaulted just as much as our girls are, and nobody's speaking up for the boys. Well, that's because, and that's predominantly because, like I said, the progression of the culture, and the culture basically dictates that men are here to protect and provide for the women. 
okay? The women, you know what I'm saying? Like the women are the gateway through which the rest of our world is built. So therefore, our job is to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's to protect and provide. So therefore, our safety as black men isn't as highly prioritized as women's safety. You know what I'm saying? As black women's safety. Now, a lot of the time, that's not translated through the culture and all kinds of stuff like that, or it's misinterpreted through the culture, specifically with us, uh, you know, specifically with us demonizing the sexuality of women. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, whenever uh, girls start to, you know, whenever girls start to mature, whenever they start to develop and things like that, we're looking at uh, what's the potential? What's the potential that these developments could be taken advantage of? It's very true. It's one hundred percent accurate. Speaking of protection, yeah. Speaking of protection and lack thereof. Yeah. So uh, another thing that we have on the docket today. Um, there is a viral video going around on Facebook, on YouTube, on a number of different platforms of a uh, young sister that works at McDonald's that was accosted uh, by a drunk patron. Was so, he drunk? I don't even think he was drunk. I don't think he was either, honestly. I don't think he was drunk. He was mad at something. Like, he was mad because he couldn't get a straw. And he just happened to take it out on her. No, is Which it is right? Ridiculous. No. no, absolutely not. No, you it's should know. In, it's, well, what struck know. me, what struck me, is that her black male counterparts standing behind the counter were quick to try to subdue her instead of the fucking idiot knocking his dumbass nigga out. Yeah, like I, I'm saying, like, I don't it know. It might not For have been me, Popeyes, but she gave bro three a whole two piece and a biscuit and a drink. He caught every single one of them punches, but she shouldn't have needed to do that. Someone should have protected her. She's 18 years old. I've looked it up. And she's little as hell. Tiny. She's real little. I'm like, come on, man. She, she definitely held You definitely got to do better with that she shit. She definitely held If I was over in that situation. Yeah, if I was in that situation. Yeah. would be a wrap. I would have had to hop over the counter and homeboy would have got put through a fucking window. Like, that's nonsense. Easily. You know? Easily would have been. Put no one came to her defense. No. So, but what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about as far as, um, you know, as far as how the protection of black women is portrayed? It's horrible. Well, as it's, a black it's, woman, it's horrible. Yeah, let's let's hear from <laughs> let's, let's hear from the resident black woman at the table. Um, Novi, you want to take this? Honestly. And this is coming from, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not biased. My mom is one of six girls. My grandmother divorced my granddad in the 70s and kept all six of her girls. Okay. Like, I've, you know, my granddad and my mom and everybody has always taught me to be self-sufficient and not rely on a man for anything. But with that being said... That doesn't I also me. don't feel like... I should have to physically protect myself from harm if there is someone in that room that should protect me. And that's what I feel like that girl went through. I read an article that she, um, I read an article that she 
did an interview with like a local newspaper down there in Florida and she said, I may have looked like I had everything under control, but I only felt one emotion and that was fear. Mm. And one thing I know, and I can't speak for every black woman, but I can absolutely speak for myself. The most damaging thing to black women is the strong black woman narrative. That we are capable, we're strong, we can handle this, we can get everything, we can do everything. We're not allowed to be weak, we're not allowed to be vulnerable, we're not allowed to be afraid. Why? Because we have to keep everything together. We don't have time to be afraid because we have to take care of everything. It's interesting that you say that because that's specifically, uh, that, that is specifically a targeted narrative for black women. You don't see any other race of women, um, having to be beholden to such a, you know, having to be beholden to such a standard. And because of that, that's why no one stepped up to help her. I, you know what, I don't think, I don't think that it's because of that. I think it's, you know, I I think it's a lot of, it's also, I I, I could also see the argument being made that, uh, the men didn't step up because of how it would have looked. Of course, it's on camera. I'm saying they're in uniform, they're at a job and all kinds of stuff like that. Regardless of, regardless of, of the circumstances of the situation, a physical altercation probably would have resulted in termination or what have you. Obviously, there's video evidence saying, and I'm saying like that supports that this young woman was assaulted. She was accosted. And I'm saying she didn't do anything to bring this on herself or any kind of thing like that. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that a lot of these niggas were looking out for their jobs, which by no means, it's, it's McDonald's. Right. It's McDonald's. Those jobs are a dime a dozen. You can get another one. You know what I'm saying? This is your sister standing here and she's getting snatched up by some crazy fucking white dude across the counter. Like, nigga, and what's you know more what, important is and the you question. you know what struck me and what really struck me? Because I've watched this video so many times that exactly. like, I pretty much haven't memorized. The What the man said to her once... The entire scuffle was over and the manager came over and she came back over like, where's my phone? He goes, you're going to get fired. Her response is, you're going to jail for assaulting me. His response was, I was just trying to control you. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's a, that's an important. Those part. were his words. I was trying to control you. That's well, see. That's a, that's also something that isn't uh, part of the narrative for the entire circulation of this fucking video. So, do we put a pin in that and come back to it later? Yes, we most definitely put a pin on that. Write that down. I have a whole forty-five minute dissertation about that. We don't have the time for that right now. No, not at all. But we will. Yeah, and uh, that's gonna move us to our next point. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a video that was put out of a young, uh, of a young African-American man, uh, that was, uh, part of a wrestling team in New Jersey, in New Jersey. And, uh, for whatever reason, the referee saw fit to enforce a rule that the kid's hair was too long or too uncontrollable and would have gave him an unfair advantage. The kid had dreadlocks in, so uh, the ref. Yeah, the ref gave him an ultimatum: either cut your dreadlocks or forfeit the match. 
kid decided he didn't want to let his team down, so he uh, allowed his dreads to be cut. Which is absolute ridiculous. Yeah. My question Young man's name especially, is Andrew Johnson. Especially Andrew Johnson. Andrew especially Johnson was watching the video. Watching the video, and the first thing you see as he's getting his hair cut is his his white teammates and who are trying to you know keep him support like keep his spirits up. Mm-hmm. And I, I applaud the, those kids for that. You you cannot get mad at those kids for that. But as watching the video, you literally see kids with hair longer than his in full wrestling attire mm-hmm. who you can tell either just got done wrestling or were about to wrestle. And there was nothing said to them. That's ridiculous. My question... The, the, the standard should be the same. Now, from a, from a procedural standpoint, I want to know what action has been taken against this referee because it's obvious he was um, acting outside the scope the of the response. The referee got... Fired, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's not allowed to. He's not allowed to. He's ref. not allowed to ref, ref in that district. And then the coach. See that, the coach and that's exactly what I say. Well. This, you know, these punishments, these punishments for situations like this need to be more, uh, need to be more far-reaching because of you know. So he comes in. He comes into this district and does this to this, you know, to this young black kid. And now he just, you know, it's just like a cop that. You know that that uh, gets put on administrative leave for murdering someone, and then the next thing you know, he's somewhere else, or he comes back. You know, he comes back once the heat dies down from the case and things like mm-hmm. that. He's right back on the, you know, he's right back on the beat. Or it's just like a Catholic priest that you know molests a young boy and decides, you, get fired, you know, you the get diocese transferred. decides to uh, relocate them. You don't get fired. You just get transferred. Yeah. My this question in all of this, and this is in all honesty, there was an article that I read. Somebody who lives in New Jersey wrote this article calling him a young hero and a person who puts his uh, puts his team before himself. And I'm like, this is a kid in high school. He shouldn't have had to put his dignity and his hair. And he shouldn't have had to put that before anything. And I honestly feel like every adult in that room felt that kid that day. Every single adult in that room. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I feel so blessed that whenever I did an activity growing up, either my mom or my dad or an aunt, somebody was always there. Yeah. There was always someone there in case something happened. That child had no advocate in that room. Yeah. And even if someone tried... Johnny would have been having that shit. Even if somebody would have tried to... Even if someone did fight it... They obviously didn't fight enough, and obviously that win was more important than that child's dignity. Because had I been the coach, had I been the coach, it would have been we'll take the L. Period. We'll take the L, and we're gonna fight it. Yeah. Period. And that's I I believe that that's what should have happened uh, with this situation because that was completely this this whole situation was completely unacceptable. It it hurts. No reason why there's there's no reason why you have to cut a kid's hair in order for him to. Participate in a wrestling match, especially when they cut it using those the medical scissors that you use to like cut off gauze and tape with like the round. Does terrible things to your hair, Mm -hmm. and I know technically he could have like collected them and he can get those reattached. I've seen it happen, but it still never should have happened in the first place at all. Have to fight that, like Mm -hmm. young man's in my thoughts. Yeah, the referee got um. 
banned from coaching in the in the district. I'm trying to see about the, the I'm pretty sure the coach got a repercussion as well. What's interesting about that ref, though, is he had just came back from a year suspension because in 2016, he had got caught at, like, some sort of event where he called a fellow black referee a nigga. Mm. And he'd gotten a year suspension for that. And literally, as soon as she came back, he cut a little black boy's hair. Yeah. I'm seeing a pattern. It's unfortunate that we're the only ones that see the pattern. Does no one else see the pattern? Like, Everybody else got that bird box blindfold on. Can we not talk about bird box? I still have to watch it. I swear to God, that was I swear to God that was the only reference to bird box that I was going to make this entire fucking episode. I will not uh, it again. Yeah, I refuse I'm, to watch I'm bird box. Moving on. So, the next thing that we need to get into, because tax season is right around the fucking corner, is this government shutdown. Y'all ain't getting your money. You ain't getting your money. Alright, give me it. Uh, what y'all got to say man, about it? Oh man. I just want to know why y'all can still take taxes out my check, though, if the government's shut down. That's all I want to know. Bitch, why can y'all still take the taxes out? Okay. If y'all ain't going to give me my money back. Fact of the matter. That's my biggest question. Second follow-up question to that. Now, here's the thing, though. There was a Democratic vote that did reverse it. And I want to say it happened the day before yesterday. Well, 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 hold on. Because uh, what happened was... I think it was the the House that passed. Since the Democrats Democrats took... uh, the, The Democrats took the majority... And immediately they published a plan to re to reopen the government that did not include funding for the border wall that Trump is demanding. Um, now I've been I've been in the situation uh, twenty thirteen. I remember <laughs> I remember that well. Yeah, I remember there was a government shutdown, and it, and it was actually during the time that uh, I was in school getting my master's degree from Full Sail University. Speaking of, shout out uh, Full Sail University. Shout out to all my student veterans. Um, my heart bleeds for y'all. I know what y'all are going through. I went through the exact same thing as far as, you know, your uh, housing stipend and stuff like that not coming through on time. Um, however, there are a number of companies. There's a number of companies out here that are, uh, you know, still looking out for us and things. For instance, whenever I was going through it in 2013... Navy Federal still paid us uh, what we were supposed to get paid, even though the government wasn't, you know, wasn't properly functioning and things. So we do have help out here, um, and we'll have some links uh, in the description for this uh, podcast to link you guys to uh, some resources that you, you can use just to make sure that everything keeps on ticking. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's definitely something that's gonna need to be handled because for a lot of people ain't be, about to get their stamps. For you to be the leader of the free world, essentially, and you're throwing a temper tantrum because you're not getting funded for what you personally want is ridiculous. I mean, low-key, he is the finesse god because he went from saying Mexico was paying to the wall to his supporters starting to go fund me to build it for him. And, so and got in 14 in mil less in than five, five days. days. But Flint still doesn't yeah. have clean drinking 
water. Flint hasn't had clean drinking water since what? Does Puerto Rico have electricity? Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico don't have electricity. I don't think. I'm pretty sure Flint hasn't had water 2013. since 20. It was it 2013. So six years. Flint, Flint hasn't got had water. clean water since 2013. That's insane. But I mean, absolutely fucking insane. But I mean, we got to keep the Mexicans out though. April 2014. Yeah. God forbid, right? God forbid. Yeah, because it's not like they know how to dig tunnels or any kind of shit. Like, I, I'm not understanding this shit. I don't understand what the fuck you think a wall is going to do, my nigga. Like, you know, do you realize... Now, hold on, hold on, because I need to get this out, okay? Prior to going to school, I served six years in the United States Navy. Part of that time was spent in U.S. Fourth Fleet out of Mayport, Florida, doing drug ops. 72% of the drug traffic that comes into the United States comes via seaport. Why the fuck are we building a wall? <laughs> My nigga. And besides that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, think about how many, like, think about how many fucking terrorists come over here on goddamn planes. What's the wall gonna do, my nigga? Absolutely nothing. Not only that, fun fact, you know there's a whole lot of crops in California and stuff that haven't been able to be picked because the migrant workers aren't able to get in so they can have that cheap labor to pick all your fruits and vegetables so you can get them down at the Whole Foods. Well, there you go. So all that food is rotting away. So there's that, but you know... Becky and Darren, you better get out there and talk to your boy, because... You better start getting that squash together. Real shit. I'm just saying, all that... Kale smoothies is going to dry up real motherfucking fast if Pedro and his peoples don't get back over here, fam. I'm just saying. Fact. Your quinoa salad going to be $36. Feel me? Y'all going to get up off... I'm telling you, y'all... Like, yo, y'all going to get up off y'all ass, or y'all going to get up off them pockets. You want Real a cheese, shit. You want a cheeseburger? Three fifty. You want lettuce on it? Twenty dollars. Fact. Period. That's what it's about to be. This and is you no get, way around. And you get and you get the tainted romaine lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even getting. The, you're not even. You're not even getting the good lettuce. You're not getting the iceberg, nigga. You're getting that tainted romaine, romaine. shit. Oh god. Double quarter with a side of E. coli, my nigga. I hate you. Order up. A shot of E. coli. That is the greatest thing I've heard today. Man, oh man. Yeah, government, they doing stuff. Yeah. So, we're going to close on a lighter note. <laughs> shout out to, like, yo, shout out to the original mystical Negro, Shannon Sharp. This nigga is wild, bro. Like, yeah. 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 Uncle Shay, Uncle Shay is that dude. We just sat here for probably about ten minutes watching like the best of Shannon Sharp funny moments from Undisputed. Funniest shit you will watch. I swear to God. It's if you're on not YouTube. following Shannon Sharp on Twitter, go yeah. follow Shannon Sharp on Twitter. Yeah, enrich your life and follow Shannon Sharp on on uh, Twitter, please. Listen. And if you're unfamiliar, he will teach you all about hand dog and blocking mouths and backwoods. I will tell you, there are B-Rags. two people. There are two people in the world who are pure, unadulterated black people that you should absolutely follow. Shannon Sharp and Marshawn Lynch. Those two are so free-spirited and they speak whatever the hell they want to at any point in time. Those two people you need to go check out. Yo, uh, uh, Uncle Shan. Boy, did a sonic boom kick off a street fighter, blood. <laughs> sure. Marshawn is my nigga. I swear, I fucks with him. Heavy. Those two people, I'm telling that you, that is the funniest dude. Like yo, he, bro, 
He needs more shows. Marshawn. Marshawn needs more shows. Marshawn needs a new show where him and, and I'm saying like him and Shane Sharp just sit there and do nigga shit. But you know who else? Who? Who? You'd be surprised is on nigga shit and it is not a nigga. Pat McAfee. If you ever seen the Pat Oh, I'm McAfee, hip. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip to Pat, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is a fucking. He, he's yeah. one of those people. Pat McAfee likes him. <laughs> yeah, he's, Pat he's McAfee a lot to the cookout. Pat, yeah, Pat McAfee is, is like fucking he's albino. Not, he's not yeah, allowed. He's he albino. He, he, he cool though. He cool though. Yeah, he, he's definitely allowed. Yeah. But yeah, Pat McAfee, Shannon Sharp, and fucking Marshawn Lynch. Three people matter. you need to follow and watch. Real talk. Fucking hilarious. Speaking of wholesome quality content, did y'all see the live where Wiz Khalifa and Erica Badu had the most beautiful, wholesome conversation ever. And it was I like did see that. To, it was like listening to somebody talk to their favorite auntie, and it was so it pure. Was and she couldn't figure out how to end her live, and she's like, how do you turn this off? And he's like, well, you can stay if you want. And it was just wholesome and pure, and it just made me happy to see, and I love Erica Badu so much. Shout out Wiz. Shout, shout out, out Wiz. Shout out Auntie Badu. We love y'all. Like we y'all. love both of y'all. Well, Erica, when you coming back to Pittsburgh so you can do Baduism live? Because I want to see that shit. Oh, Real talk. I will give you all my money dollars for that. 100%. All of it. Come take my point. Right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap our uh, episode here. Steel Trap Radio. I'm Fade. Reno. Nova J. You can catch us on Instagram at run underscore my underscore F-A-D-3. At Reno, R-E-N-E-A-U-X underscore 412. And I am Mrs. Buttersworth, M-R-Z underscore M-U-T-T-A-H-Z-W-O-R-T-H. Stay tuned for our new content, man. We got a lot of shit in the works. Uh, Kickback Cuisine is coming in just a couple of weeks. Uh, Mellow Phoenix Catering has already been launched. And Reno Shot It is popping right now. Go check him out on Instagram. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. This is...